Welcome back to Say What You Mean, presented to you by Doe Creative. My name's Lauren. I'm your host and founder and director of Doe. Doe Creative exists to be a resource to artists looking to build a sustainable, creative-based career. We do that through a few different methods, currently through this podcast, free resources for artists, and our recurring newspaper, The Daily Doe. We're really glad you're here. When I was planning this episode and thinking of what I wanted to discuss with you all today, I had a little bit of a moment of paralyzation by choice. There was too many things that I was excited about talking through, um, and I was trying to cram them all in. It made me realize something. I was making it way more difficult than it needed to be simply because I felt it needed to be challenging in order to be worth something. So today we're talking about killing the scoreboard. We'll talk through three things that are really truly unnecessary and only making things more difficult on ourselves, why we do them and what we could do differently. Welcome back. Oftentimes, and especially recently, I've noticed that the creative world, or more specifically, the observers of the creative world, are often pulling you in one of a few directions. It's either you need to be everything to everyone if you're going to provide value, or you're cornered into, quote, finding your niche. And while there's immense value in being intentional and cutting out exactly where you want to go in your work, in your field, what have you. I do think both extremes are extraordinarily harmful. And that brings us to our first unnecessary challenger. This one I personally find myself in the pit of often, where we make things difficult because they feel like they should be a challenge in order for it to be of good quality or worth other people looking at, purchasing, or experiencing with you. This mindset that it must be difficult for it to be worth it is harmful. One, because we make things more difficult for the sake of us feeling like we're working against a challenge. Uh, And two, we discount anything that comes with ease. Having a good work ethic or making something of value does not equate to fighting against a current or feeling like you're going up against obstacles constantly. I spoke about this briefly earlier in season one, I believe, um, where as a younger photographer, I would extend photo shoots or draw out my concepts um, because I would get to the photo shoot, get the shot that I wanted fairly quickly but then feel like I had to play the song and dance because it couldn't be that easy, right? I realized over time, I was not only making it more difficult for myself in many ways, I was wasting my time and the time of the people that were around me or helping with this project. 
just so I could feel like it was hard enough. I started asking myself when I began to feel that way, and that feeling does still come up. What if it is this easy? Then you take a moment, look at your current activity, that easy part that you're shying away from, take a step back and look at it as if somebody else handed it to you. Does it look whole to you? Does it seem of value? It can be that easy. And how freeing is it to know that you've gotten to the point in your craft where you can make something with ease and at leisure, at peace, and still give something of great value. It doesn't have to always be difficult. The second way that I often unfairly keep score against myself is feeling like I always have to have something to say about everything. This goes back to our episodes on networking and communicating with the public, often your peers and other people in your industry. It also goes back to our talks on being okay with saying you don't know about something and being a good learner. There's this palpable pressure to have something to say, to speak, to have an opinion always. And while part of the entire purpose of this podcast is to help you refine and strengthen your voice for you to use it, a huge part of saying what you mean is truly having that meaning. I've been starting to practice taking a step back. And when that little bug in my head says, you need to say something about this, you need to get your two cents in, you need to provide value here. I put it on mute for a moment and think, do I have a statement or an opinion about this? Do I have any information that I feel I want to share in this room? Or do I want to listen? And maybe later, if I do have a formulated opinion or I do spontaneously have a thought, I can share that. But No good information comes from a pressurized blurting out of statement. It simply doesn't. And if you start to look around, you'll see that pressure building up in the people around you in that conversation. And you'll notice when there's blurting outs happening because of this pressurized, like, it looks like those, like, crushers to me. That's what it feels like, where... It's weighing down on you until something comes out of your mouth because there's simply too much weight. And I get it. You feel like you want to be present and make a stamp on that conversation and be of value because we all want to leave a legacy and matter and be remembered. That's what it comes down to, right? We don't want to be observers. We don't want to be on the sidelines. But some of the most valuable statements come from people who speak much less often. The people that you know that are all constantly babbling, do they often have something of great value to say? You got to identify that pressure crushing down on you and find the switch, turn it off. That way you can identify what it is you have to say when you want to say it. And really... I think that's much more fulfilling than simply saying something because you feel you have to in order to keep up. And with what? There is no scoreboard. 
it's all imaginary. The last one is a doozy. I got to warn you uh, because I am personally guilty of this so often to the point where my fiance looked at me last week and had to remind me that he wanted to help me. And that is feeling like you have to do everything yourself in order for you to have like accomplished something, I guess. I can handle it. It's okay. I got it. When you are offering somebody your help, are you hoping they say that? Are you hoping they go, no, I got it. It's okay. No, you're offering your help because you desire to stand with them. You want to help them carry the things to their car. You want to make the job a little easier. You want to hold that reflector while they get that shot. You want to help them set up for that event. So how much are we robbing from those surrounding us to support us by shrugging it off every time help is offered to us because we want to feel like we've accomplished what we've set out to do? When you look at it that way, it seems so silly and prideful. And it's all because, oh, we don't want to burden anybody. We don't want to feel like we're the one that's constantly relying on everybody else. That's the whole point of why we're here. We're building a community to be a community to one another. And that requires us to lean on each other. If we want people to know they can rely on us, we have to display that by relying on them when they offer it. One of my favorite statements surrounding this concept is, there is no honor in suffering alone. But we feel awkward and like burdens and don't want to make anybody feel obligated to help us, even though they're willingly offering it, right? How do we change that? This is one of those Band-Aid moments. Instead of keeping score against yourself of, well, I asked for help last time, or they picked me up from this place, or I wasn't able to help them before, kill the scoreboard. The next time you notice somebody in front of you offering their help, rip the Band-Aid off, dive in, take the risk. A few things you can say. Instead of, please do not do the, oh no, it's okay, you don't have to. Oh really, it's fine, no pressure. They've already offered. Say, I would love that. Thank you, that would be amazing. Say yes, show your gratitude. And then the both of you will walk forward and whatever your task is together. I think you'll quickly find your sense of accomplishment is much stronger when you accept that help and support from your support system. So how do we kill that scoreboard we keep against ourselves? Here's your reminder. You don't have to make things difficult just to feel like you've done something of value. You do not have to have an opinion on everything. You have full permission to sit back and listen, take it in, until you do have something to say. And you don't have to do it all alone. That's exactly why Doe exists, so that we don't do it alone. And it's often so much better when we do it together. Thanks for being here and listening. If you want to join our support system and get early access to episodes of this podcast, our issues of the Daily Doe, and so much more going on over at Doe HQ, be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Co. In the meantime, be sure to join us on Instagram at Co, where we have regular conversations about what we discuss in these episodes and so much more. I'll see you over there.